Hello everybody, Jerry Mize here. You know, you hear me talk a lot about living to give, and the reason I do is because it has worked for me for all these many, many years, traveling all over the world. Uh, God's supplying for me whenever I didn't have two pennies to rub together, but we had to go do something for God, and He would show up. And I, I was thinking today about the time that uh, numbers of years ago, I mean a long time ago, I had a crusade scheduled in the nation of Trinidad out in the Caribbean. And so uh, I was believing God for the money, believing God for money. And, and I had a, a young man that was working for me at the time and uh, I was taking him with me. So I was paying my way, his way and, uh, and the crusades expenses as well. And we just flat didn't have the money. And so I just kept believing God and calling it in and calling it in and declaring the word and confessing the word and telling the Lord, look, I've been giving, living to give. I've been giving. I've been planting seed. I've been sowing seed. I'm a giver. I'm a tither. Uh, this is for the gospel's sake. It has to come in. And one day I walked in my office and this young man who was on my staff and my secretary were talking about the trip. And I heard them say, you know, this trip isn't going to happen. We just flat don't have the money. Terry, I know Terry's believing for it and, and you know, hopefully that'll happen, but it, it, it didn't happen. It's just not, not going to work. And I had already made the airline reservations. I mean, everything was ready to go. And I heard them say that. And I walked in and I said, sit down, both of you sit down right here. And they sit down and I said, if I ever, ever hear you talk like that again, you're fired. Both of you ever, ever, ever hear you making bad confessions, bad declarations, saying faith doesn't work, the word doesn't work, uh, you, you lose your job. And I said, now you get in faith with me. The word says where two of us agree on earth is such the one thing that our father will do it for us, which is in heaven. And Jesus is the one that said that. It was his idea. And we've agreed. We've declared we're givers. We're tithers. Living to give is what we do. That money's coming in and we're leaving on this trip. And I mean, the days just kept getting closer and there just wasn't any money. And uh, a couple of days before the trip, my phone rang at the house. Now, my number was unlisted at the time. There's no way anybody could get that number unless they knew me. Uh, and so I answered the phone and this guy said on the other end of the phone, he said, uh, hello, is this, uh, is this Terry, uh, Mitzi? And I just thought it was one of my friends playing a joke on me or being goofy. So I said, yeah, this is it. This is Terry Mitzi. And he said, seriously, is this you? And I realized from the tone of his voice, this wasn't one of my friends that I, that I didn't know this guy. And I said, well, sir, this is Terry Mize. If you're looking for Terry Mize, you've read. He said, yes, yes, Terry Mize, you're the missionary. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, praise God, I've been praying to get a hold of you. And he said, listen, I'm here in Tulsa. My wife and I have come into town. We've got the flu and we're really sick. And we're at the Motel 6 out west of town. And uh, would you would you come pray for us? And I said, well, sure, I'll come pray for you. And so we drove out there to the Motel 6. and. And uh, I went up to the door, knocked on the door. They let me in, him and his wife introduced themselves and uh, and they were sick. And so I prayed for him and prayed for her, ministered healing to him. The anointing flooded the room, filled up the room, ministered to them. And boy, they said, yeah, praise the Lord, that, that's great. And as I started to leave, he said, wait a minute, uh, Brother Terry. He said, he said, here's one of the reasons I really called you out here. And he, and he reached his hand in his pocket and he pulled out a, a check, a folded check. And he handed it to me. And he said, I, I wanted to give you this. The Lord wanted me to give you that. So I said, uh, well, okay, thank you. And I used to get and put it in my pocket like this. Didn't even look at it. He said, no, I want you to look at the check. And I said, that's okay. He said, no, look at it. So I pulled it back out, opened it up. And it's a check for $10,000. 
And uh, now back in these days, some of you older folks will understand this, younger folks won't. But back in back in those days, uh, you could get what they call a counter check, meaning just pick up a check off the counter uh, on whatever bank you had. You, you had if there's 10 banks in town, it'd be there'd be 10 uh, books of counter checks. And it didn't have the person's name on it. They're not personalized. It's just the name of the bank. And you can just write your name on it and your account number on it and then sign it. And, and it was good. He, he looked at me and he said, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that's not good. But he said, it is. You can drive straight from here to the bank and cash it. And I said, well, thank you, sir. God bless you. He said, now, you you, you do missions, right? He said, you're, you're the missionary. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, do you, you're doing something in missions? I said, yeah, I'm leaving in two days for Trinidad for a crusade. And uh, th- this is going to this is gonna help. Trem- I didn't say I didn't have any money. I said, this is going to help tremendously. And so he said, well, praise the Lord. And so I left. So we went on to Trinidad, had great miracles, great move of God, tremendous things. And when we got back home, I, I thought, you know, it'd be nice to call those folks and, and tell them what they did, what, what their money did, and the, the miracles and the salvations and things. That, and I never could find them, couldn't get a hold of them. I tried every way in the world. I, I You know, I called the hotel. I called the, the address they had uh, supplied on the counter check. Couldn't find them. And I thought, well, I wonder if they were angels. I don't know if they were real people or not. But anyway, because of living to give, that happened and it's happened over and over and over and over we're not here to just get we're not here just to receive we're here to be a blessing we're here to be a help we're here to love to lift to care to share to embrace to make a difference when we live our life that we're here to give it makes all the difference and i've lived my life this way for 53 years of ministry and i want you to know it works it'll work for you and i encourage you to make living to give your your heart's cry and your motto in life in your lifestyle God bless you. I love you. You're more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. I'm Pastor George Pearsons and welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. I just want to say thank you, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, for allowing me to be able to do these broadcasts. What an honor it is. I also want to remind you that all of the notes are available. All you have to do is go to kcm.org. You can download them, print them out, give them to your friends and follow along on the broadcast with us because we have all the scriptures and information that you need. I also want to let you know that we have a free book Terry Mize has for you called God's Opinion of You. So again, you can contact KCM through the website. You can order this book. It's absolutely free. And I want to remind you today that you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of His testimony. I am so thrilled to once again introduce to you our guest, Terry Mize. 
Terry. Hello, sir. I just cannot tell you how wonderful this has been and how what a time that we've had together. Yes, we have. I've but thoroughly it, enjoyed it. I think it doesn't compare to what we are about to experience. Praise God. Because your wife is here. That's true. Renee, yes. welcome to the Believer's Voice to Victory broadcast. Thank you so much. What <laughs> we, a joy to be here. We are so glad that you're here. Thank and, you uh, very much. You know, we have a plan for this broadcast today. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a miracle. I'm sitting Praise here looking God. at the very goodness of God and Amen. the mercy of God. Amen. And I want you to tell your testimony about, of course, you both had spouses that went to heaven yes. and now right. the Lord brought you together. Yes. I know that this is going to be a ministry to those that are watching us today. Praise God. Mm -hmm. That no may be in the same kind of position where a sure. spouse has left right. and gone on without them right. and they're here. Right. So I want you to help them today and I want you to encourage them and bring hope into their hearts. Tell us about this this sign and wonder from God. <laughs> <laughs> sure, George. You know, uh, uh, I was married to Jackie for 44 years, and Jackie was the love of my life and the light of my life. Renee right. was married to Dean Garner for 44 mm -hmm. years also, mm -hmm. and he was the love of her life right. and the light of her life. Right. And the four of us were best friends for 40 44 years. 44 years, both. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both. So we have 88 years worth of experience between the two of us. <laughs> But Jackie and I were missionaries in Mexico back in 74, and Dina Renee were on staff at Lakewood Church with John Osteen in 74. Right. And we came up to a convention, and the four of us met, and from that day became you, fast you guys clicked. friends right. yeah. based around yeah. the Word of Faith. Right. Based, based, yeah. based, just based, I told my hitchhiker story, and it just happened. That's right. The story we discussed last week where the hitchhiker shot at me and the bullets didn't hit me, and Brother Osteen asked me to come up and tell it. It only happened in October, and here we were at the Thanksgiving convention in November. And so Dean and Renee ran up to me after service and they said, they, just from the few phrases I used, like yes. the integrity of the Word of God, they knew mm -hmm. I'd been listening to Kenneth Copeland. So they came running up to me and said, we know who you've been listening That's to. Right. And, and I think we stayed up to three o'clock in the morning That's that right. night with, they came over to with, our, apartment with our two little kids and their kids. two little kids just sleeping oh, on the floor they had or something. Two little boys. We had two little boys and they, they came over to our apartment and we got something to eat and stayed up to three o'clock in the morning with kids laying around uh, just talking about the Word. And then Dean and I were just best friends for 40 years. He was my hunting buddy, my fishing buddy. Mm -hmm. They pastored in Corpus Christi, Texas for 38 years. And Jackie and I actually moved down there for a number of years just to be in their church and be right. with them. They always support us in missions. And then we've traveled together with vacations and both personal life and ministry life. Mm -hmm. And so, so we've said since we've been married, which is just a short time now, we've said uh, it's not strange for Renee and I to be in a church somewhere or in a foreign country somewhere. Right. It's just strange for yeah. Dean, and, Dean and Jackie not <laughs> to, to not be, be there. here, you know. That's right. That's but right. they ran off to heaven and uh, left us lemons, so we just made lemonade. And, you know, the Bible says help widows and orphans, so I just married her. <laughs> I was you trying sure to help, did. I was You're trying fulfilling to help scripture. Widows. That's, That's right. right. That's wow. Right. That's right. Well, let me ask you something about, about the, be, before you really discovered each other, I mean, what was the time frame between Dean leaving, Jackie leaving, and then you two connecting with each other? How much time was there in between? And what was going on? Well, we had known each other, you know, of course, the 40 years. And um, Dean went to heaven about a year and a half before Jackie did. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, I, I, Terry told me Jackie was going to come down and be at the funeral and everything, but they had another issue come up where we're not able to come. and. And he was out of the country when it happened. So he and several other of our close friends were not able to come to the funeral, but we yeah. still had lots of folks come and God blessed it and everything. And then uh, about another year, let's see, I guess 
uh, in that fall, Jackie passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he, let me ask you before, before talking mm -hmm. about her, he, when he, he passed away and it was just, he went out for a walk. Yeah, and he just went out. For, I didn't even know he'd left the house. And I was on the phone with some of our church members in Corpus Christi. Yeah. And I got off the phone and I went looking for him in the house and he wasn't there. And, and he had gone out for a walk and joggers had found him. They had called an ambulance. They mm -hmm. got him to the hospital, called me and they said they had never been able to get a pulse. And he was at the hospital and I needed to come. Mm. And he had been fairly ill for a long time. But I just, uh, you know, we still, you still never think it's going to be today. Yeah. You know, you yeah. always think it's going to be uh, several years later or something like that. And I, it was just a shock. And that first six months was really, really difficult. Um, yeah. Because you just, the shock to a believer that someone has gone and they're not coming back mm. on this planet in your lifetime, you know, looks like that you're going to, just that shock of be, of loss is yeah. the, it's just hard to comprehend, and then the next year Jackie passed away in the fall, and Dean had passed away in the summer, and Jackie passed away in the fall, mm -hmm. and so there was a year and a half in there that I was just really trying to find myself and figure out what was coming yeah. next, and yeah. and Dr. Paul Osteen and his wife Jennifer took me to lunch one day to right around the Christmas holidays to tell me when I was ready to look for a mate to let them know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were they were really working yeah, on your behalf, yeah. weren't and they? Dodie, Dodie and Dodie had some opinions Dodie's about Dodie's a who, consummate matchmaker. You know, <laughs> and so there, there, there were there were different people, you know, but I, I just I, I was enjoying you know the, the the stress level in a lot of ways because of of the everything that had happened in our marriage and stuff. Mm. I, I think I was recuperating as much emotionally and physically you know, in that regard too. And then when I went to South Africa with my friend and I, we were at a, what they call a prophetic camp there that they've done for decades. Mm -hmm. And this very well-known prophet of God called me up who did not know me or know anything about me and told me that God had some real surprises for me when I got home and that I needed to be prepared, that I was going to be moving. And he saw me packing up mm. everything in my house and going through boxes of memorabilia. And he said, don't be afraid to throw it all away because uh, he said, it just, it, it's over, it's gone. And yeah. you know, for that to be yeah. said to a widow, Yes. Is very difficult to hear because, and he said, I don't mean you're a pack rat. He said, I just know that everything is attached to a memory. And I said, yes, it is. And he was about to, he was closing out the prophetic word. And, and then he whirled around and said to me, and there's going to be quite a bit of travel for you and you're going to be moving. And he just told me all these different things about getting ready to move. And I just thought, well, I, I don't even know if I'm ready for that. But, Did you ever think you'd be married again? What, you know, the thought I, of it? It's it's like you that thought comes through your head, but yeah. it's so foreign yeah. to where you are right now and where you've come from and the and the grieving <clears throat> process. And I want to say to everybody, um, if you've lost a spouse, the grieving process is very different for everybody. Sure. And everybody processes it differently because we're so distinctively unique, mm. and that's the way God has made us. Um, that that it you need to give yourself some time to do that to some and, degree. And the good thing is that during that time you stayed you stayed in the Word. You didn't you oh, yeah. didn't no, no. give up. You didn't quit, and you allowed the Comforter to continue right. to work. Well, I still had children and yeah. grandchildren, and yeah. then I was still pastoring the church in Corpus Christi. I would, even though I lived in Houston, I still had to go down and oversee the church every other week yeah. and drove down to be with them. 
And then I was teaching a lot at Lakewood still and writing a curriculum and very, very busy and doing, you know, being prayer partner and teaching in all the classes that I taught in. And uh, um, for a period of time, I was still working my 40 hour a week job that I had taken to help with the medical expenses. So I still had a very full life mm. and I didn't feel like I needed, you know, a man to complete me. It wasn't like yeah. I, I need a man. I think Proverbs 31 even teaches women, you're, you're pretty much completed all <laughs> on your own. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the man is the one looking for the wife, not yeah. the wife, you know, trying yeah. to find somebody well, to make have Jesus, one is a whole number. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, And you were right. about your, about your father's business. Yeah, nothing exactly changes right. in the Word. You know, nothing yeah. changes yeah, in nothing the Word. Changes. Didn't change anything you preach or believe. No. Right, right. You know, it's and that's the that thing that's important to know. You had a glitch that you weren't exactly. expecting. You went through this, the, the shock of it, yet you, you stayed steady right. in, in the Word of God. Well, and I had gone through enough things, experience. I don't, I don't ever want to say gone through as though that's some self-pity element. It's just the better way to say it is that our experiences in life mm -hmm. have taught you that the only way you could ever survive anything high or low, mm. the temptations, the tests, the trials, the mm -hmm. heartache, the successes is from the Word of God. Yes. And it really doesn't change anything. And Terry's probably one of the most consistent people, if not the most, that I've ever had a bird's eye view of. And to know that, that no matter what you go through in life, you somehow pick up the pieces to consistently still walk by faith. Yeah. I Absolutely. live by the faith yeah. 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 of the Absolutely. Son of God yes. who loved me. And I would say that, oh, George, I would say that with my eyes closed and tears running down my face. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me mm -hmm. and gave himself for me. And I would just meditate on the fact that I live by his faith because he loves me. Yes. Yes. And that helped me through mm -hmm. lots of dark moments. Now with you, mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, Dean's gone and sure. then all of a sudden, and, and Dean was sudden, it was, I mean, he just took off for heaven. Right. He just, he exited his body and Yeah, and he, you know, I think away. he was ready to go. I think he was tired of fighting yeah. the battle yeah. of his health, yeah. you know, and I, I could rejoice in the fact, George, that I knew he wasn't hurting anymore. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And with Jackie, now this was this was interesting because she just had some shoulder. She had a shoulder replacement. Yeah. Just a few days before, wasn't anything wrong with her. She wasn't sick. Right. And uh, I was with her, the you know, in the hospital, and then back home again. And then on the weekend, I was going to leave and go minister up in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, we had a lady in, a dear friend was in to to, to keep Jackie and, and help her, and our daughter was there to help Jackie. And well, I was going to be gone over the weekend. And uh, there wasn't anything wrong with her at all. And I talked to her on Sunday night, Sunday evening, mm. and we talked and, and you know, said, love you, love you too. And talked to her more. She said, yeah, I'm just going to take my meds. You know, they'd given her some pain meds yeah. for her yeah. shoulder. She said, I'm going to yeah. just take my meds and go to bed. And she just went to sleep here and woke up in heaven. That's right. Wow. I'm still mad at her about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, why didn't you tell me you were leaving for the walk? Yeah, you know, really. Right. I would but, have gone with you, which mm -hmm. I offered to do earlier in the day. But it, it happened, mm -hmm. and then you went through that period of time. Sure, How long absolutely. was it from that point until absolutely. the two of you we, just really started connecting with each other? Well, again, you know, we've been <laughs> friends for 40 years, but we didn't yeah. we didn't see each other. Now, sometime, now Dodie Osteen, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Dodie Osteen and Aretha Hayes. That says it all right there. Were the consummate matchmakers. Right. Aretha's gone to heaven now, but Dodie's still very busy. <laughs> and so Dodie was on the phone to me within a couple of months about Jackie going to heaven and saying, hey, you know what I think? I th in fact, I was here at the minister's conference with you guys. In January, Jackie left in October mm -hmm. uh, of 13, mm -hmm. and I was here at the conference in January of 14. Mm -hmm. And you remember the night Lisa Osteen came in April, Osteen, yep. you know, Simon's now and Lisa Combs yep. now. But uh, they were there and, and Lisa said, Mama wants to talk to you. And I said, okay. So we all went back to the green room, you know, and, and uh, Dodie called me. So I walked into the makeup room and uh, she called me twice during the same night. She said, I've got an idea. And I said, I'll bet you do. What's your idea? And she said, you and Renee Garner should get together. And y'all should get married. Y'all been friends for 40 years. And what and did you say? I said, well, Dodie, Jackie's only been gone a couple of months, and I think it's a little too soon. And she said, oh, has it just been two months? I said, yeah. And so she just, uh, but she'd just call me and encourage me. And we still hadn't seen each other or talked yeah. to each other. And uh, so we were, uh, um, I had gone down to Houston later in the spring to preach at a church. Right, right. And real good friends of ours and of theirs. Right. And so she came over the Sunday morning service and was there in the service that morning, which is normal. You know, right. I mean, we, yep. Yep. and then the pastor said, uh, let's just all go to dinner together. And he took Renee to dinner. And so we had lunch. And then Renee went on her way and I went on my way. And then I don't know, a month or so later, I was ministering again. And, and so uh, uh, I had called her and said, let's go to dinner with, uh, with your daughter. And and son-in-law, and so the, sure. the four of us went to lunch. But we didn't consider it a date. I mean, we right. didn't consider it anything more than friends. Right. We weren't even thinking the well, other and, direction. Yeah, and, and yeah. There, I, yeah. he and Jackie were my youngest child's godparents. Yeah, we're her youngest. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so let's uh, get Abby and let's go to you know. Lunch. Yeah, grab Abby and, and her husband John. Right. Let's go to dinner. Right. And uh, and then I was, I was there uh, another time, and I said, Hey, grab the kids and let's go to dinner. And she said, So she called. The kids couldn't go to dinner, so just two of us went. And we went to a really nice restaurant, and had a great time, and neither one's ever considered it a date or or had any. <laughs> Thoughts. It just we're just forty-year friends, yeah. you know. And Dean's yeah. gone, Jackie's gone. And so from that point on, this thing began to escalate, and all of a sudden, it's like your eyes were opened. Yeah, but again, it whose wasn't eyes, like, were, open. It wasn't whose eyes like, were open first? It wasn't like we were thinking dating or anything. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. And right. then in March of the the, the following year, uh, I was preaching in Puerto Vallarta. Mexico, and then we have a dear friend that we've known for 40 years too, right, right. that her husband's gone, and she has a condo in Puerto Vallarta. So mm. she had called Renee and said, go now spend time with me. And it just so happened, I mean, we didn't plan it, and I didn't know Renee was going to be there, Renee didn't know I was going to be there, but it so happened we were there the same week. And so she and this well, other lady come, yeah. come walking yeah. into church. I had two, my two granddaughters with me, spring break. And so they just came walking in church. I said, well, what are you girls doing here? So, you know, we had a couple of meals that week surrounded by church people. But again, we weren't thinking dating or anything. It was, it was the following summer. And my kids and I were down at a, at a, at a beach house in the coast of Texas. Yeah. And another pastor friend of ours, again, 40-year acquaintance, who pastors right down the road here at Wills Point, Texas, and used to be Brother Osteen's associate back in the day many years ago. Mm -hmm. He invited Renee. Again, we were going together, his family and my family. And so he had called Renee and said, why don't you come on down and, and visit with us? Because she's in Houston real close to where we were. I think they were matchmaking. I don't, I don't, I right. don't, it didn't <laughs> dawn on us at the time, but I think they were. And then just one night during that, during that week at the beach house, you know, yeah. I just said to her, hey, how about going to dinner with me tonight on a date? You know, she just kind of got quiet and all my kids were giggling and, you know, and grandkids and 
And Julie laughs at her because she was cooking, didn't helping Julie, my daughter-in-law, cook dinner, and she was chopping potatoes. When I asked her, she wanted to go out to, on a date. She started chopping really fast. <laughs> but she says we had an old folks date because I took her to Red Lobster that night. Oh, okay. And, and we left there and went to CVS Pharmacy. You know, to get so. a prescription. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, there wasn't anything much trendy about it. But you know, it we all, didn't you know? date. We I sat yeah. there that night at Red Lobster yeah. and I said, you know what? I said, dating still, you can get to know each other and, and get know the baggage and know the kids and know the stuff. I said, we've known right. each other 40 years. I think we all just get married. So we just get married. And so, and, and so you were we, married. We decided that in August and got married in September. September. And, and Dodie and? Dodie married us yeah. along with Lisa and, and Dr. Paul, Joel's brother and Joel's sister. And so what I wanted to do in the remainder, I mean, this has gone so fast, but in the <laughs> remainder of this time, I, wanna, I want you to minister directly to the congregation watching. Because there's some people that need some help right. where this sure. is concerned. Right. Sure. They, right. Somebody Absolutely. has left the earth and gone to heaven right. Right. and they've been struggling with it. Mm -hmm. Would you please minister to them? Sure, and, and you can do that too. But I, I would just say this. I came to a realization with Jackie one day. Uh, I just thought, it just hit me, she's not coming back. Mm. You, know, I, you know, I was in this grieving process and all this kind of stuff. One day it just hit me that she's not coming back. This is done. You know, I'll see her in heaven, but she's not coming back here. Right. And it was just like, okay, well, I have to put that away. Yeah. And I think some people yeah. out here have to yeah. come to the realization that no matter how much you love your Jackie and I had a wonderful marriage. Dean and Renee right. had a wonderful marriage. I mean, we loved them dearly and, uh, and they were the light of our lives, but they're gone and uh, they're not coming back. And so if that's your situation, your, your loved one has gone on to heaven and you just have to come to the point and say, well, you know what, they're, they left and we know where they are. They're not lost, but we know where they are, but right. neither are they coming back here. We're gonna go there, but they're not coming back here. And so you still have a life to live. Right. And, and we're not saying you have to get married. I know a lot of friends that just say, hey, I'll never get married again, or, or depending on the age, how much older they are, or whatever. Uh, I love marriage. I think marriage is so great. Jackie That's used right. to tell me, she said, you know, if, if one of us goes before the other, I think we should remarry. And, and I said, well, I love marriage. Jackie said, you love marriage so much and don't wanna be alone so much. She if I went first, you'd be married in 20 minutes, <laughs> you know, okay. and she didn't mean that badly. She meant, yeah, it, she sure. meant it good, sure. you know, because I, I think yeah. to me, it's a testament that you like marriage if you right. want to do it again. I think but. the whole point here is the fact that God fills whatever void in our lives right. sure. is there. Right. Sure. And, and I, you know, I knew all her kids. She knew all our right. kids. We raised right. kids together. I taught her boys to hunt and fish. And, and so would you well, go ahead and, and say I something. Did, I just then. felt like it was, it was such a miraculous, unusual dynamic that yeah. we found ourselves in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people a lot of times think that you're, you know, it's amazing how many opinions you hear. You know, Terry had people giving him opinions. I mm -hmm. had family and friends mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. giving, you know, well, you ought to do this and you ought to have this kind of man and, and all these kind of things. And by the way, I did marry the man, type of man Dr. Paul thought I should marry. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and so... Um, I had pastors trying to marry me off to people in their church. Every, every church oh, I dear. preached in, one guy lined up ladies and he said, Terry, he said, these women are in their 40s and I'm, I'm 65. And, and, and he said, they're in their 40s, they're gorgeous, they're wealthy, and they're healthy. And I said, you know, I don't want a woman, this is just me, I said, I don't want this a woman that like doesn't this. know who John Wayne is, John doesn't Wayne. know who Ronald Reagan is, and okay. doesn't know what Vietnam was. Okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to raise somebody, I want somebody my own age. 
But, uh, you know, it was hilarious that all the ideas people have for you and, and to say, here, you, we fixed you up. We've got you. The Lord takes care of everything. Right. Everything. And he knows who you are and yeah. he knows what you need. Yeah. And emotions and desires and, and persona are yeah. all yeah. different. I love the prayer Peter starts off with in, in Acts chapter one. He says, you who know all hearts. Oh, wow. That's great. And I mean, oh. that's a basic concept oh, that yes. God knows. Yes. He's omniscient. He knows. Yeah, yeah. But then the fact that he knows the recesses of your heart even better yeah. than you know. And it, it may not wa all wash out and work out, you know, exactly like how you want it. But if you'll let the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. just keep living yeah. happy on the inside yeah. of you. It'll actually come out better. Yeah, it actually comes <laughs> yeah. out better. I mean, we have such a unique dynamic yeah. between the two of us. I mean, I highly recommend yeah. marrying somebody you've known for 40 years. Well, that would you help. Know, <laughs> because you skip a lot of steps. <laughs> we have one minute. I want you to talk directly to the camera okay. and pray for them I will. right now. Would you do that? Yes, I will. Thank you, Jesus. I just encourage you today to just let God be God as big as He can be on the inside of you. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Yes, Father, Jesus. in the name Thank of Jesus, God. we just submit to yes. you the population yes, on the human Jesus race of those that would need a mate. And you know exactly Thank where you, they Lord. are. You know Thank exactly you. where they need to be. Yes, and Father, I pray that they'll hear your voice yes, and none yes. other will they follow, yes. that they'll not allow the opinions of other yes. people to mm. guide and direct them, but they'll put wisdom first. They'll be full of the Holy yes. Ghost and that you will answer their heart's cry for yes. them That's and right. that you yes. will lead them to the right place at the right time and deliver them from the yes. wrong people in the wrong places. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name, fill every vessel full of your glory. Not in Jesus' amen, name, but amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for that. I read Terry's stories about they ended up being in Mexico being shot at by robbers. Eating up the stories that he would tell of his missions and ministry, and it would build my faith. 